It's time to talk about Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. And now, here's Ira. The world works in mysterious ways, and time has a way of expanding and contracting. Just a few weeks ago, my guest was Murray Langston, the unknown comic who appeared on more than 150 episodes of The Gong Show. And today, my guest is comedian Bob Zaney, who also appeared on The Gong Show, but was shown the hook before he finished his act. So, in fairness, years later, he did return as a judge. Now he's headlining in Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM through December 23rd. For ticket information, go to bradgarrettcomedy.com. For everything about Bob Zaney, you can go to bobzaney.net and follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And Bob, welcome to the show, or welcome back. Thanks, Ira. I, it's great to hear about Murray. Murray, you know, I started in a movie called Up Your Alley in 1988 with Linda Blair. I don't know if he talked about that or not. He didn't mention that, but we had so much to talk about. He, he's hilarious, as you are, so it was great to... Talk well, I haven't been hilarious so far, but thank you. For <laughs> I'll do what I can, okay? I'm worried about the lighting, okay? <laughs> I well, understand. Murray Langston, you know, it's interesting. When I was like 19, <laughs> I was a messenger in Los Angeles. And what I do is deliver packages to celebrities and studios and TVs, all these people. And Murray was one of them. And I, I brought him a check, but I didn't get to meet him personally. And who knew? 10 years later, we'll be starring in a movie together. You know? It is amazing. As I say, the world works in mysterious ways. And so have you ever regretted graduating West Covina High? No, and I can see why you would bring that up. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting. Uh, they say you can't come home again. So two months ago, I went back to Covina. Played, mm -hmm. They have a laugh factory there, which is exciting. So <laughs> I played the laugh factory Covina. Because you can't go home again. You have to go to Covina, not West Covina. Right, exactly. But no, I, I, you know what? I, I, I kind of say this. I, I'm working on the uh, my autobiography, and I, everything I learned about life, I learned in high school. And I think most of us do on how to navigate the clicks and knowing how to succeed or how not to succeed and all that. Are you going to be uh, coming back on the show to talk about it? Once the autobiography is back, I'd like you to come back on and talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, called Plan C, baby. It all started with the word no, because there's so many things in my career. Someone told me, no, you can't do that. And then I went on to doing it. So. Well, like they said, you couldn't graduate West Covina High, and you did. I did graduate, but I did not get my diploma, Ira, and I'm glad you brought that up. I'm so sorry. I goofed, I didn't realize when I graduated, I tripped off stage, and the whole class went nuts and laughed. Well, the principal didn't like it, and they didn't give you your diploma. They just handed you an empty folder, right, and to get right. your diploma, you had to turn in your cap and gown. They told me that I had to apologize to him. Now, my brother, Tony, who's funny, he said, you should go in and apologize and trip on your way out. <laughs> But I went there because my parents were livid. That's all they ever wanted from their, their kids was to graduate from high school because they didn't get that far. So I went in and uh, I went to apologize. He wasn't there. And I walked out of, out of his office. And I said, I'm going to turn this into an HBO special. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to West Covina High and get my diploma. Well, 20 years later in Comedy Central, when I was nominated for Club Comic of the Year, 
We went to back to Escovy High. I got my diploma. It wasn't HBO, but Comedy Central is owned by HBO. Same thing, yeah. So how about that? I like that. That's great. So they, they knew you were coming, so they obviously had the, the diploma ready, I would think. Well, I think so. I think we called ahead. And it turned out <laughs> the new principal was my uh, coach in football. So it was kind of cool, you yeah. know. And he, he actually looked at the grades of uh, my grades and said, you know, you weren't a bad student. And, uh, <laughs> I would have been higher up in the class had I not, you know, screwed around all the time and tried to be funny. And, th- and that's my question I was actually going to ask you, which is, when did you discover you were funny? It must have been even before high school, right? Junior high or elementary? I come from a very funny family. I always say I get my tenacity for comedy from my dad, and I get my, uh, my quick wit and intelligence from my mom. And my brothers and sisters, they're all funny. In fact, they, I always, when I... I have two older brothers, so when I went to high school, finally, the counselor would say, well, you know, your brothers are funny, <laughs> like meaning I wasn't. Or so that you had something okay. to aspire to, perhaps. Maybe that's why he was well, saying who that. knows? I mean, you, you know, the interesting thing is that graduating from West Covina High, I actually went to school with Nia Peoples. I don't know if you know who she is, mm-hmm. the actress, singer. And uh, 10 years ago, we starred in a movie together called 23 Minutes of Sunrise, where we played husband and wife, and we had a kissing scene. Nice. Now, here's the interesting thing. Nia and I, she used to give me rides to school because she literally lived like two blocks away from me. And I'd walk to her house and take me to, to school. She graduated in 80. I graduated in 79. And I bet she's not happy that I pointed that out. <laughs> but uh, And Tom Bernanski graduated in uh, 78, who went on to win the World Series ring for the uh, Minnesota Twins in baseball. So we have some famous people from West Covina. The funny people that you mentioned, which is your family, are the, were there any comedians, professional comedians that you looked to when you decided you were going to pursue a career in comedy? Was there any one, because your style is unique, so was there one person you got well, to Well, I would from? say it'd have to be Steve Morton, because it, I graduated in 79, as I mentioned, and he was the guy. I mean, he was it. He was huge. And everybody loved Steve Martin, but also Johnny Carson, I liked. Because he was funny when a joke didn't work. And to me, that's a true comedian. But, uh, and the, th- the cool thing about Steve Martin is four year, five years later, I was hired by him to be on George Burns Comedy Week for CBS. It was an anthology series. And George Burns was the host. And I, had a, I was hired to do a scene. And Steve Martin was the executive producer. So how about that, huh? Nice. Did you act as a fan or did you act as a professional or did you act I was as both? A, I was a comedian. And I, we were, it was called the... Jack Guilford, who I don't know if you remember yes, him. Yes, I do. He was sitting. He was sitting in a wheelchair, and all these comedians show up, try to make him laugh. That was the scene, and I was one of them. So Jack Guilford, who had many roles on Broadway, and um, I believe it was a funny thing happened on the way to the Forum. And also, I think he did Cracker Jack commercial, which he's more famous for. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. Have you thought about going into the commercial world? Because you you are a I guess a road comic, a road comedian, you're always touring, you're always performing, and it's obviously making money at it. Did you ever think about taking a, a pause and doing commercials or doing other well, things? I, I've, you know, I've done a little bit of everything. I, I, the, the cool thing is I, I went out on 300 commercial auditions in uh, you know, my younger days, never got a commercial. The first one I get, I finally get, was for Sherman Williams Paints, which you go, well, that's cool. Well, my dad was a house painter. <laughs> See, small world again. Yeah, small world again. <laughs> so, you know, I've done a few commercials here and there, but, you know, that's a different animal. It's like you have to constantly audition. And uh, I, I'll give you an example. I, 
I was uh, I was probably 26, and I went in for the Bob's Big Boy commercial. And every I walk into this audition room, everybody's dressed like Bob Big Boy to the T <laughs> with the curly hair and everything. I just had my street clothes on. I walked in, I look around, I go, they want it more than I do, and then I walked out. <laughs> But I probably should have went in and did it because they were like, how refreshing it was that I wasn't, I didn't look the part. You would have stood out. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's funny stuff. Do you, you're based in LA still, right? No, I'm in Vegas. I live here now. Oh, you live in Vegas. I didn't realize that. Well, look at that. Yeah, Why I've been here for four years now. Okay. Um, it was time to move. I was born and raised in West Covina and then I lived in the Valley up till 2019. Which we got here just... Nobody holds that against you, Bob, so it's fine. Oh, I went from the San Gabriel Valley to the San Fernando Valley. (laughs) Uh, But the the exciting thing is we got here just in time for COVID. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Great timing. What made you decide? Now, this is it. Ira, you're going to love this. You know, they asked the Chinese, uh, they said that they've been very uh, forthcoming on the origins of the COVID-19 virus. In fact, they sent a balloon with all the records. (laughs) I have to sneak a joke in once in a while. I love it. I don't know. You're so serious and you care. And I think my shirt matches the background, but I'm, I could be wrong. No, you're, you're a little lighter, but it still works out really well. It is. It's, I'm pale right now. <laughs> I'm just thinking oh, of, I want to go back to something I didn't know about that. You moved to Las Vegas because you've been very under the under the wire or under the radar when it comes to that. I always thought you were still in L.A. because you, you travel a lot. And now this is your base of operations. This is it. And it doesn't matter where you live. You know, I've lived half my adult life on the road. I, I've performed in all 50 states. I've performed in uh, Puerto Rico. i performed in uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, even Guam. i performed in Guam. In fact, Ira, you're going to love this. I bombed in Guam before <laughs> Kim Jong-un could. <laughs> and I've been to 13 countries. So, you know, I got a well-rounded career in the sense that, you know, I think as a performer, you really do need to perform to all different audiences. But I'm very fortunate. I, I was taught to appeal to everybody, whereas a lot of comics are niche comics where they just appeal to their little demographic. How important is a likability factor when it comes to comedy? Well, I hate you right now for asking that <laughs> question. It's, it's everything. See, if people don't like you, they won't let you be funny. They, they, they immediately think you know you're a hole. So you got to win them over. And when I do my act, I, I work the crowd. I, I did you see me perform? I mean, you oh, know, yes. I work the crowd. Oh, absolutely, yes. And I I include them into the show, and I make fun of myself, and I make fun of them, and then we say goodnight. Well, it's a simple formula. <laughs> do you think that your lack of attractiveness connects you with the audience? I think it is that, and I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say the same thing about you. And do you think it's the hats we both wear to yes. show our thinning hair? Exactly, of course. I look more distinguished with the hat as opposed you to. You have a lot of guests just walk off your show. Because no, you're very mean. Hopefully. You're a mean man, and you hurt people. I bet Murray. I bet halfway through the interview, Murray put the bag back on. <laughs> he did. He started with the bag on, took it off. Oh, he did. And yeah, he did. He started with the bag for about. Oh, about 20 seconds. I, <laughs> I got to tell you something. I auditioned for the gong show three times, okay? The one time I, I had a paper bag. I had it all over my body with just my head exposed. And I said I was the unknown comics half-brother. <laughs> now, come on. That's pretty inventive for a kid. Exactly. This was the 70s. Come on. <laughs> you're not, listen, I you're right. I did not get on. I did not get on. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but look at look what you've made of yourself after all these years. Yeah, I know. And that's the thing, you know, you don't know what's going to be your success story. I mean, I had to hear no from the gong show, but then I got the gong show. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you, I did a talent contest in West. It was actually, I think it was Kavina. It was the club was called Next Time Country. And they had this talent contest every week. I did it 10 weeks in a row and lost. On the 11th week, I won. And it was always the same judges. And I said, how come I won? He said, because you never gave up. Nice. I like that. that nice? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's what you want to hear. It's like, I still wasn't funny, but that's not funny. <laughs> now, you were at the Ice House, too, and you weren't funny either, right? Well, I did. A, I, if you're talking about my first audition yes, there. Yes, right. Where you, uh, yeah. they, they, they would take comedians, and they'd have you come on Thursday afternoon around 4, and you would audition for Jan Smith, who was one of the owners at the time, in an empty room, and he would sit in the sound booth. And I did my five minutes, and I'm walking out. He says, I don't think you're ready for the club. And I looked around, and I said, I don't think your club's ready either. <laughs> did I mention but that, I'm, did I mention that Bob Zaney is a 1979 graduate of West Covina High School? I think I mentioned that. Who is? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I knew. Somebody mentioned it many three or four times so far during our conversation, which I like. I like to yeah. keep bringing it L up. Let me read this transcript. Hang, hang on. <laughs> I want to point out. You know what I like about this interview, Ira? What's It's that? almost like you're there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that I'm, to me is I'm working so impressive. On it. I'm working on it. <laughs> you care. Bob Zane is also a three-time nominee, not a winner, but a three-time nominee for Annual American Comedy Awards Best Male Stand-Up Comic. Yes, that's right. And George Slaughter is actually the gentleman who put that show together, who created Laugh-In. And George has hired me a few times over the years, and he just wrote a book. In fact, I have it. I, that's my next book I'm reading. It's called Still Laughing. Oh, let me point this and out. This is a great way to plug my other podcast, Ira's Everything Bagel. George is a guest on it, and you go to iraseverythingbagel.com. You will hear my conversation or go to YouTube and you will watch it, my conversation with the wonderful George Slaughter. Yeah, he's the greatest guy in the whole world, and he... Uh, he actually mentions me in the book as one of the people he's worked with over the years. So that was cool. Yeah. He's a very funny guy. Very sharp. He's in his 90s. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Are, he, you gonna, he, are you going to be sharp in your 90s, Bob? Uh, yeah. Okay. I just That wasn't a hostile question. I just thought I'd throw it out. It really is. And, the, and well, I think you lie in wait and then you wait for the hurt to come back out. <laughs> yes, I maybe I, I'm innocent. I, I'm sure you treated George that way. <laughs> Not at all. I treated I him with know. total respect. Absolutely. <laughs> we, I had a documentary on my career come out in 2012 called uh, "Close but No Cigar," and George was one of the people we had interviewed, and he had the best stories about show business. And at the end of the interview, my director's there, and we we were leaving. I said, "Are you going to be able to use any of that?" He said. Well, they're great stories, but he didn't talk about you at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I get the feeling you'd be the same way, Ira. Probably so. But now I'm talking yeah. about you, including I want to give out a shout out to you because of your many years on the Bob and Tom show. That's right. 17 years every Tuesday with the Zany Report. I still call in periodically. Yeah, it's great. And today, today is my day where I call into radio stations across the country. So I do about 20 with the Zany Report. So I keep, you know, my fingers in the pie. My dry bar comedy special is on uh, YouTube and also drybar.com. But we did tape 10 episodes of the Zany Report, which are pretty cool. I really think it's some of my best work. But what do I know? I'm talking to you. Yeah, that's true. That's what everybody says. But when you're writing, when you're writing the Zany Report, that's the other part of you. You have the performing side, but you have the writing side. So it forces you to 
or commit you to writing on a regular basis. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting. As a comedian, you've got to constantly keep adding new jokes. And I always try to add three new jokes every time I perform to keep it fresh. But the fact that I work the audience, I kind of keep it fresh because right. sometimes I have no idea what I'm going to come up with. And then I come up with something. But I had Tom Dreesen. You know Tom, right? Yeah, Tom's been on the show, too. Yes. Tom, he, he was on my podcast and he tells the best story about George Burns. George was like 98 and he went to go see him at Caesar's Palace and he went backstage to the dressing room. And, Tom, come on in. Hey, did you see I tried three new jokes tonight and they worked? And he was 98. <laughs> yeah, that's dedication. That's commitment. Think about that. Yeah, that's professionalism. I mean, and, yeah. and it kind of makes you ha enjoy the show a little bit more if you know you're going to try something as opposed to the tried and true. Right. So how about when you look at your act, such as it is, when you look at it, how much of it is, as you say, playing to the crowd, doing crowd work, uh, coming up with stuff off the fly just by standing and talking, as opposed to, you know, you have a certain amount of material that works every time? Well, it's, it's about 30%. And then there's 30% uh, of, I do the Zany Report usually, and then 30% of the Goodwill Tour, where I go to the Goodwill and buy stuff and report back. <laughs> so... Is that how you furnished your place in Las Vegas? Well, yeah. Tell that to my wife. <laughs> no. I just I, I, you find things and you just go, "This is funny." You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Do you think it's secret to your long marriage is the fact that you're on the road a lot? So that separation. That's what she says. My wife's a very funny stand-up comedian. Irish. She, she plays uh, the Ahern. She plays Delirious Comedy Club. She's going to be at Wise Guys. So she's got her own career. We, that's how we met. We were both comics. So. Excellent. Oh, uh, mention her name. Give her a shout out. Erin O'Connor. Erin O'Connor. All right. Excellent. That's Very good. funny. And she's classy. So she'll be great on this show. Yeah. Well, yes. I'll have her on. Look what, uh, yeah. look, look what we're doing. Yeah. Well, I know. You're a hard we're man. Bringing to, down the ratings if you had to. You're a hard man to track down because I know I was trying to get you on the show at least a year ago and you were saying, I can't make it this time, but maybe the next time. And I'm coming back in December. So I said, I got to. I got to get hold of Bob. And then I text Bob just for the audience to hear and see. I text Bob and then I, he gets back to me about a month later. Okay, I'm exaggerating. I'll just say, okay, it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. No, I got back to you. I was a little shocked that you reached out to me because you acted like you were the king and you come to the king and you asked for things. <laughs> and I was just a court jester. You know, you know what I was saying about the court jesters, you know? What's did that? they Did they complain of other court jesters? Hey, that's my bit. I did that for the king last week. You know? Because that's all the comics do is complain that someone stole their joke. Then write a new joke. Exactly. Well, I think if in, you in those... you don't want anyone to steal your material, don't ever say it. Keep it up here. And don't hang out with a psychic. Well, I think if the court jester stole somebody, other court jester's material, they wouldn't be long for this world in those days, right? Well, they weren't long for the world anyway. I'm sure that there was a lot of death. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. why... You know, uh, the term I'm dying up here came from. <laughs> and then if you're killing, that was the king making a word to the, to the guards. Aside from yourself, who would you say is the funniest man around from your perspective? Because everybody differs, obviously. Yeah, it's, I'm going to go with me because it's my okay. turn and yeah. I've worked very hard to get to No, but I I'm said at. aside from yourself, who else? No, I'm going to go with me again. <laughs> yeah, no. okay? there's, a, there's a few people who are my friends who are very funny. But, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, I'll give you an example. My dad was a house painter, as I mentioned. Mm -hmm. House was never painted, okay? <laughs> you think I, I come home and tell jokes to the dog? No. 
They're paying cover, two cable minimum. It's like when you're off the comedy thing. Yeah, I think most comics are very serious and pensive people. You know, the good ones. Right. The bad ones, you don't want to be around anyway. Well, there are those. And comedians. I'm sure you've had a few on this show. Oh, yes. There are comedians who are never off. In other words, they go off stage, but they're still that persona. And most comedians are on and know their persona, but then they're perfectly comfortable not being that when they're off. Because it's mostly them, but it's an exaggerated form of them. That's what, you know, it's interesting. Rodney Dangerfield, I got to work with him for two years, and he would tell me about when he'd started a movie, he says, man, it's just, it's a little exaggeration of who I am. Okay, man? Okay. <laughs> it's true. That's what it is. Do yeah. you feel yourself the same way, though, that you're just a little exaggeration of yourself before you go up there? or, or when you go Oh, up I'm there? very, I, I guess I can be very serious. I mean, when you're younger, you are on all the time because you really want to win someone's approval. And it's like, I don't care anymore. I mean, you get it or well, you Well, that's don't. obvious by this interview. Well, obviously, by even saying yes to this interview. Yes. You want to play this game? <laughs> I'll play the game. But you're going to get hurt. Okay? Well, I'll play with that eye. <laughs> but I, I could see that you, uh, that you could relax after you get off stage and just be comfortable at home. You, Ira, I feel that that you're always on and you can't go to bed unless that backdrop is it's your bed. I just, this is Ira and I'm going to go to sleep now. Right. Well, this is not really a backdrop. I'm actually on the roof of Caesar's Palace overlooking yeah, the sure square. Yeah, so, sure yeah. you are. Yeah. I can't believe you won't. And I'm in my room. office with all my crap. <laughs> That's great. Fine. That's great green screen you got. I like it. It's great. Thank you. Phony backdrop of messy office. So that, that works out. But I'm excited about doing Brad's. Brad and I actually started out together at the Ice House. We were the house MCs. He went on the bigger and better things. And again, I'm doing your podcast. Yeah, I know. I know. He's taller than you, right? Much taller and, uh, and more handsome, I would say, because obviously <laughs> I had no idea how ugly I was until you told me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm going to feel guilty after this is over. Oh. No, you see. But I was baptized Catholic. I can do the Catholic guilt. You can do the Jewish guilt. We'll be fine. Yeah, you're probably right. So isn't that, again, full circle, small world, where you're working at Brad's Comedy Club? And again, that's yeah, through but, December 23rd. Uh, 18th through the 23rd. Yep. So that means no uh, no new uh, Christmas Eve show, which I'm shocked. <laughs> would you want to be working on Christmas Eve or Christmas? And no, no. It's just that yeah. he's Jewish, and you would think that he says, you got to work. But I actually was in Israel during Hanukkah, and uh, that was an interesting time. This was about 10 years ago. Right. I've been there every five years for the last 15. More times than I have been. And I understand that you got into a little bit of trouble that during Hanukkah, you were blowing out the candles rather than lighting them. Is that true? Yeah. And I thought I thought that was your tradition. <laughs> it's the reverse. I think I, I think I just physically froze on that joke. Uh, no, I wasn't. I'm very respectful when I go to another country because... I'm a guest, okay? You That's are. what you got to learn. You bring that American <laughs> attitude and arrogance. So don't you know who I am? I have a podcast. <laughs> no, I usually respect most uh, other nations' cultures. Uh, you, I certainly represent, I, I do respect West Covina's culture. It is an amazing culture. And uh, what, and I, you know what? Here's an interesting thing. Sure, you mock West Covina. I did not mock it. It's, it's so close. Only, it's, it's so close it's, to El Monte Legion Stadium. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do El Monte. Is, I lived my first five years of my life with my parents. Obviously, I think, or unless I was orphaned. <laughs> and then I was born in San Gabriel, lived in West Covina, and then moved to Studio City and Sherman Oaks and the, uh, you know, the Valley. The Valley. Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing. 
I, I, I lost complete thought of what you were saying. It's okay. West Covina. Okay, I got to say this. I, I look, you know how you can look up a city? Yes. There's only one West Covina in the whole country. That's impressive. It is because there's, you know, I was just in New Mexico and there's a Las Vegas, New Mexico. Yes, there is. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Which means the meadows in Espanol, but you didn't know that. <laughs> no. Have you, you ever, you mentioned all the places you lived in. So I, that raises a question. Have you ever aspired to move to an upscale city? No, I haven't because I knew that. And again, this has been on my bucket list <laughs> to do this interview with you. You know what I did yesterday, Ira? What's that? I went to uh, KFC and I had 12 pieces of chicken. Because that was on my bucket list. <laughs> KFC, good chicken. I like it. <laughs> it is. Oh, were they a sponsor? <laughs> no. I just like the chicken. That was like saving the sponsor right there. Yeah. Oh, they have very good chicken. <laughs> very excited about the mashed potatoes, too. <laughs> so, uh, listen, when did you first realize, though, that you, I go back to my original question, which you almost answered. When did you realize you were funny? At what age was it? Four, five, six, nine, thirty-two? No, I, I well, I probably early on because I could make my mom laugh, and I always liked making my mom laugh, and, and I always thought she was happy about that. But I would say in high school, junior high, high school, I started, you know, being the funny guy, I guess, and uh, not realizing all the torture that goes with that. Yeah, it does. So, yeah. I want to. I want to. You know, people ask. The, the question you haven't asked me yes. is, what did you do before you went into stand-up? And I always like to say, I was a sophomore. You were a sophomore? Yeah, because I was 15 when I was on the gong show. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I want to mention again, you mentioned, but let's give it another mention about your dry bar specials, because it's very funny. Go to YouTube and you can watch Bob Zaney on his dry bar comedy special. It's uh, and it's it's the little special, I think, that could. I... Uh, it's all about to hit 6.7 million views now, Amazing. which is, puts it in the top 10 of all the specials they've had. And they've had about 1,000 specials, so that's cool. Yeah, no, it's great. Before I let you go, is there anything you want to promote that I don't know about? You mentioned your upcoming book, which I would love to well, have you back on to talk about the book. It, if you find me attractive and, and likable, <laughs> I'm on Cameo. Oh, yes. I forgot to I'm mention on Cameo. Cameo. Yes. And they can, and for a nominal fee, it's not much. Right. I have to actually record one when we hang up where, you know, just write out what you want. And I will say that about that person. So, in fact, the, the last cameo I just got was someone who saw me at the A-Herd. And they want me to do, a, I guess, for their son, his birthday. Nice. He's 25. So that means he only has one more year on their insurance. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the cameo, do, they, do you ever get requested to... Do a shout out in another language. Not yet, not yet. But uh, I think people who who've seen our interview would think that I can do gibberish. Yes, yes, and I think I'm going to put in a request for you to record something for me in gibberish. Um, By the way, when I was in Israel, I found out my Hebrew name is Zeus. 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 You know what that means? Yes. That means go away. Go (laughs) away. Kills in Israel, nothing here. Nothing. <laughs> you got to stop blowing out those candles during Hanukkah. You know, it just it engenders I, ill will. And here's the cool thing, too. I do have a YouTube channel. It's the official Bob Zaney channel. And I'm putting up clips there of TV appearances, but also stand-up. And we keep – I the guy I have running it for me, he does a great job. He finds these clips of jokes I don't do anymore. And I go, why not? They're funny. But it's because I've written other jokes. Yes, so it's a great look at my career over the years. So go to YouTube, Bob Zaney Official The channel. official Bob Zaney Channel. And I have to say that because people have posted so much of my stuff over the years. 
I, you know, this is my channel and this is my stuff. Yeah, it's official. It's Bob Zaney, as in Z-A-N-Y, or B-O-B. Yeah, and sometimes people put an E in Zany like it's a real name, but don't do that. <laughs> it's too bad you didn't get that gig kind of Bob's Big Boy Zany. You know, that could have worked out as well. That could have been the whole turning point in my career, you know. From that, I could have been the next uh, Colonel Sanders. And, exactly. you know, that could have been my – I would just be <laughs> fast food icons. I, I, I've always wanted to be Dave from Wendy's. <laughs> I could see you passing. But who doesn't? Yeah, know? exactly. With the, yeah, for a number of reasons. So, well, that was the life. I'm glad you took time out. I want to thank you for coming on the show. My guest has been comedian Bob Zaney. He's headlining in Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM through December 23rd. And for ticket information – Go to bradgarrettcomedy.com for everything about Bob Zaney. Now, you go to bobzaney.net. He's the only one left with a net as opposed to a com, but okay, bobzaney.net. And you can follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And Bob, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Ari. You're the best. Bye, bye. <laughs> See you next time. You've been listening to Talk About Las Vegas with Ira. Each week, Ira David Sternberg talks with the celebrities, entertainers, writers, and personalities who make Las Vegas the most exciting city in the world. Las Vegas.